Hey, y'all, it is your host, Misty Phillip. Welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so glad that you are here with me today. I had something really cool happen a couple days ago. One of my listeners from New Zealand reached out and purchased the Spark Now Summit after listening to Charity's message last week, and then we connected on social media. I love the power of podcasting because we can literally reach someone on the other side of the world with our message. How cool is that? Well, we are two weeks into 2020 and everything in our world seems to be turned upside down. In the United States, our country is so divided. All one needs to do is read news sources from different biases to know that there are multiple opposing narratives. It is hard to know who to believe and to discern what is true. In our postmodern culture, some people believe there is no absolute truth. They say we should all believe what we want to believe is true and that there is no absolute truth. But I'm here to tell you that there is absolute truth and it comes from the Judeo-Christian culture. I believe we do have a source of truth and that is the word of God which is the divinely inspired word of God, and it is there to correct us and to instruct us in righteousness. All this month, we are discussing discerning the voice of God and hearing from God. We must be attuned to the voice of our good shepherd if we are to know what is true. Today, I am thrilled to have my sweet friend, Rebecca Dotson-George, on the By His Grace podcast. She is a pastor's wife, a encourager in my life, and the founder of Do The Thing Movement podcast, and the upcoming host, founder of the Made for Mission Summit that I will be speaking at in February. Rebecca and I have a excellent conversation on hearing from God. So I can't wait for y'all to tune in. Rebecca Dotson George, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. How are you today? Hi, friend. I am so good. I am so thrilled to be with you. This is going to be so much fun. Yeah. Um, We met, was it in 2018? Is that when we met at She Speaks? It was, it was, you know, I remember, I don't know if you remember that memory as vividly as I do, but I think about that a lot. Do you remember where we were? Yeah. Yeah. We were touring, remember we were touring the Proverbs 31 offices and that was the first time I'd ever done that. It's the second time I'd been to the conference and you know, I love that we're like growing up in this world together. It's been so fun because as I kind of recount, man, like all God has done over the last couple of years, like meeting you and like that conference for me was a major God moment in I think my ministry life. And, um, it's just really sweet to look back on that now. Yeah, me too. You know, that's actually where the By His Grace podcast was born. So I, in the pre-conference, recorded probably 15 interviews. And so my first 15 interviews I did at She Speaks, I had a sign on my door that said recording in progress. I had no idea what I was doing, Um, but I knew that God had been calling me to podcast. And literally two weeks before he sort of dropped in my spirit, 
it. Like, this is how I want you to do it. And so then once I had my marching orders, I was like, okay, let's go. I've got all of these women who have messages and stories to share. And it was um, just a really great way to start podcasting, although I had no idea what I was doing. But like you, like oh, yeah. we've grown up in this together. So it's, it's just been a super, super fun journey. Um, were you even married then? No, I was single. I yeah. was single. I knew my husband then we were, we actually were about to start dating when I went to that conference. And I remember similar story to you. I didn't start my podcast then, but I had lunch with Nikki Koziars one day at the conference and she just sort of brainstormed with me kind of like my heart's desire for like speaking into women and, um, in the hotel lobby of that conference, I bought the domain for my website. And um, then once I got home, I started building, you know, the blog and the site and, you know, then the podcast was born after that. But um, that place is where God has just done so much in my heart, both times I've been. And um, I love, I love that he did that. So yeah, I was about to step into marriage and all kinds of stuff when I went the last time before the world turned upside down. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went in 2016 and 2018. And both experiences were very pivotal for me. Because the first one was my my first foray into, you know, after being home for 20 years with my kids and leaving my career behind. I didn't even think that I would like, I thought I'd just be home having grandkids by now. And, um, you know, God had different plans. And I'd love when we have these just dreams and desires in our hearts to serve him. And um, those dreams take time to unfold. Um, mm. But today, I want to talk to you about kind of your journey in that and, and how you discerned God's voice. Like, how did you know, you know, you said that you were in the lobby and you bought the domain name, like, how did you know what was next? And how do you determine, like, how do you hear from God? Yeah, I was so excited when you, when we just chatted about this topic and I thought, man, this is, this is a weighty topic that I've never, like, I've never actually spoken on this, but it, it was, it challenged me, which I was really excited for. And, you know, there's a few things that come to mind. I think when I think about discerning the voice of God and, um, that's kind of what I'd love to share. And the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, when we like invest in relationships, like I'm thinking maybe the season when I started dating my husband and the more I got to know him, the more I knew his tendency and his behavior and the way that he acts in the world or, um, how he handles conflict or all of those things. And we dated long distance. So a lot of our getting to know each other was on the phone or over FaceTime um, or writing each other letters and, and things like that. And so there was some separation between us a lot of that season. Um, but God knew that that's what we needed to, to prepare us for marriage. And and in a similar way, I think the same thing happens with our walk with the Lord. When we do invest that time in his word and we spend time in prayer and we walk in community, um, memorize scripture, all these spiritual disciplines that we'll probably talk about throughout this conversation, I am more easily able to discern the voice of God when those are prominent in my life. And it probably sounds really simple, 
right? But Missy, would you say the same thing is true in your own life? Absolutely. And I think the more we mature in our walk with the Lord and the the more time, it's just like any friendship, right? You know, yeah. at first it's, it's awkward and you don't really know each other, but then you get to know each other a little bit better, you know, and just kind of like you were saying with, with, with your husband in that relationship. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're spending a lot of time together and you really get to know that. Well, it's, it's a, you get to know that person. And it's the same with, with God. The mm-hmm. more we're in his word, the more we know his character, the more yeah. we understand his will for our lives. Yeah, I agree. And there's a really cool story that I always share when I talk about things like this that I think fits so well. And it's a running memory of mine. So what your listeners won't know is um, before I got married, I ran a handful of marathons when I was single and I had a lot more time on my hands. And a few years ago, I was running the St. Jude Memphis Marathon in Memphis, Tennessee. And towards the end of the race, so if you don't know, if you've never ran a marathon, it's 26.2 miles. And this particular day was very warm and I don't happen to do very well in warm weather running like an endurance race. And so I had gotten to about mile 20 and I just was starting to get all those heat exhaustion symptoms and was, my arms were chilling. I just was really ready to get to the finish line. And I kept running, I kept running and we were circling back into downtown Memphis. And this is a a moment that just, I, I come back to a lot and I think about a lot. I ran under this bridge and there was this patient of St. Jude there at the bridge with her family and, and I got closer to her and most of the runners had their name on their bib that they were, you know, that they were running with. And so I start hearing her cheer my name, you know, go Rebecca, go Rebecca, go. And the closer I get to her, I see that she's holding a sign in her hands. She's in a wheelchair. She's, she's clearly a patient of St. Jude. And the closer I get to her, I can begin to read her sign. And her sign said the same power that raised Jesus from the grave is living inside you. You can do this. And that was at like mile 22, 23. And, I just remember the last few miles of that race, just that was like my mantra. That was what I said to myself over and over, Rebecca, the same power that raised Jesus from the grave is living inside you. You can do this. And I think we forget that a lot. And when we're just walking out our our daily lives, we forget those promises. You know, I was reading this morning, um, let me scroll down to it in John 14, when Jesus is promising the Holy Spirit and he says, these things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And, and I think that we sometimes don't live as if we believe that that's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That is an incredible story Um, and such a good word now as we're beginning the new year, because after a year like 2020, um, you know, we have to remember the days in which we are living in that God also in, in the word told us that in this world, you will have tribulation, not you might have trouble, like it might be uncomfortable, but like plan for it, like you will have 
difficulty, but I have overcome the world. And it's that same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead that is alive inside of us. But you're right, we get caught up in what's happening in the world, or we get busy, or we get tired, weary, discouraged, all of those things. And, um, but it is he who is in us that gives us the strength. And if we're leaning into him and, um, and gaining our strength from him, then we can run that race with perseverance. Um, because there is a whole multitude of witnesses that are cheering us on. Um, so I just love that visual of, of your story of, of not only that verse or that word that she gave you, but also just, um, we have so many people cheering us on, um, even, people who have gone before us, the saints of old are saying, yes, you know, yes, you're well done. Good and faithful servant. Keep running. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, I, and you're the same way, Misty. I think when we talk about a topic this weighty, we always think, what do our listeners want to walk away with? Like, what do they want to walk away with and know, like, okay, these are a few things that can practically like bring myself back to when I want to be able to, to do this better and and walk better. And one of the scriptures that came to mind as I was preparing for this was just in Galatians where Paul talks about walking in step with the spirit. I love that passage. And it kind of talks about, you know, if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. And then he goes on to talk about all these things that are evidence of not walking with the spirit, right? Things like sexual immorality, impurity, um, idolatry, all of these things. And then he talks about the fruit of the spirit, which kind of goes back to our, our earlier conversation. So things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And, and then he says, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And, And I I guess this is one thing that I want in my prayer life. And and as I um, just continue to develop that with the Lord, I want to ask him for these things. Right. And so I think when we see those markers in our lives of the fruit of the spirit, that is an indicator, right. That we um, are, are making that progress. And I always, when I have this conversation, I always love to bring up to just, I think brings so much freedom where, um, he talks about for by grace, who you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. And so we think about, okay, I want to have this checklist of things that my, my life embodies. And maybe that feels like a lot to you today. And, but I love when we kind of see that through the lens of Ephesians too, and um, that, salvation and his peace and the Holy Spirit, all of this is a gift from God um, as we continue to trust in him. And so that's one thing I think of as I'm kind of living that out that I would want my life to be, I guess, marked by, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said, like the more we see the fruit of the spirit, because um, that walking in the fruit of the spirit is contrary to the things that you said before that, right? The Im- yeah. sexual immorality, the way of the world. I'll say it that right. way. The way of the world is very counter the fruit of the spirit. Um, and so our flesh wants to act flesh 
fleshly, right? And so when we actually have self-control and we don't respond to something and instead we respond in a loving way, or I think that's where we see the evident of the Spirit um, in our lives. And the Holy Spirit, like Jesus said, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. Like we live in an incredible time that not only do we have the Word of God, but we also have the Spirit who resides within us. Um, mm, yeah. And so if we can just be controlled by the, the fruit of the spirit and, and tap into that and remember that resurrection power that is alive within us, yes, that can, can just help us to capture our thoughts, um, yeah. to walk in a way that's contrary to all of the things that this world tells us that are good and will fill us up and, and all of those kinds of things. Yeah, I love that. I, this is funny, but uh, I think about this a lot. I heard somebody say once, you know, that interview question that you get asked often of, you know, if you could go have coffee with anybody in heaven, who would it be? You know, and you dream about thinking about that. Oh, I would go sit with Moses or I would go sit with the disciples. And somebody one time told me, you know, I often think, maybe when we get to heaven, it'll be more like Moses coming up to us and asking, man, what was it like to live and breathe and move and and be on the earth in a time dwelt by the Holy Spirit? What was that like? You know? And so I think that's such an interesting perspective and um, something I'm so grateful for as we kind of have this conversation. And, um, you know, I love that we're talking during you know, this is going to come out in January, but we're talking kind of around the holidays. We're going to be just past the holidays uh, as listeners listen to this. And I, I went through an Advent study throughout the season that um, just pointed us back to all the reasons Jesus came, yeah. which was so cool. And, um, you know, another thing that comes to mind as we talk about discerning the voice of God is peace. And we talk about peace a lot during the Christmas season. Um, but, you know, we read in Isaiah as, as Jesus was prophesied in Isaiah nine, it says for us, for to us, a child is born to us, a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. So it says that he's the prince of peace. And I love kind of right after he talks about the coming of the Holy Spirit in that passage that I mentioned a minute ago, this is what he follows that up with saying, he says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And when you sort of break down that verse about peace, what I love about that is when he says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you what we know to be true is that peace that he gives is the, is the peace of Jesus. It is the peace that he has. Right. And so we can know and trust that as we're making big decisions and, you know, in kind of a personal space for me, what your listeners don't know is I've been married about a year and a half, but, um, when I married my husband, I moved about nine hours from everything I've ever known. And I, in the blink of an eye, became a pastor's wife and started a new job and and a whole new season of life. And as I now I'm kind of in the rear view of that season and I can kind of process how I handled it. One thing I'm so thankful for is his peace because it really carried me through all of those weighty, hard decisions and those hard days um, because I knew it was where he was leading me. And, um, 
And I'm just so grateful for that. And in the midst of so much uncertainty and so much, you know, unprecedented times and, and kind of what we're facing right now, that um, that's a promise that we can always hold on to. So yeah, I, I love that. And, and you're absolutely right. You know, we don't know, we know what 2020 was like, and nobody expected 2020. And we went through all kinds of things. And, and we have no idea what is ahead in, in the year to come in 2021. Yeah. But God knows but God knows and he's sovereign. And, um, and I just love that you, you talked about, um, he gives us his peace. So no matter what circumstances we face, um, no matter what trials come our way, um, we can have peace because he is peace. And as we are walking with him in our relationship through all of the, the spiritual disciplines that we, we mentioned that you mentioned before, you know, when we're in the word, when we're memorizing his word, when we're putting that deep within us, it, you know, it's there as a reserve for when we need it, but also through our prayer and supplication and praise and thanksgiving, um, we can just, when I know when I'm really anxious, um, and, and I'm really struggling with something and the peace is not there. Um, I'll just go throw my, my praise music on and I, I've got a, a, a good, um, uh, playlist rolling right now. Um, and peace is at the top of that, uh, playlist where I can just go, you know, full blown praise like this, not this may not be the way that I would choose for things to go, or this may not be the way that I, you know, think that it should be, but I can trust you, God, because you, um, you are ultimately, you are sovereign and you are in control. Yeah. I, that made me think of something my husband said to me a few months ago. So I, at the end of October, beginning of November had COVID and um, my experience was pretty mild and I'm, I'm super grateful, but it totally messed up like two weeks of our lives. Right. And it totally altered all of our plans and we had to stay at home and, and the whole bit. But I remember my husband saying to me, what I know we can cling on to right now is if we knew all the details if we knew everything that God knows, because his ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, right? If we knew all of that, we would choose this. Yeah. Like there's a reason that God um, allowed this to happen and, and he's going to walk with us through it. And, um, and he did, I recorded a podcast episode on my show about kind of my experience. I taped something every day because I wanted to remember how God spoke to me and how he walked with me during that. And he was so faithful to do that. Um, but I've, I've thought about what he said to me so many times since then. And I think it's a good thing to come back to in, you know, these unprecedented times as we're taking next steps into 2021 is just, you know, when you do face something harder, you're in the wake of a big decision, just remembering that if you had all the details, um, you would choose this thing that is coming your way, even when it is really tough, you know? Absolutely. I can see that so many times in my life that, um, you know, God has worked just in amazing ways. So what is next for you as you go in, step into this new year? What, what are your um, things that you are dreaming about and planning about? Uh, 
No, man, this is such a fun question. And I loved chatting about this with you before we hit record because our hearts are just so aligned and how we serve people. And, and I love that. So I um, am the host of the do the thing movement podcast. And so that's always kind of whirling around in the back of my mind of how I want God to use that and how he's leading that forward. And so I'm excited about what's to come for it for 20, 2021. I launched it in 2020. That was one of my just special gifts. God gave me this year. And I'm so grateful for the community that's kind of developed there. And um, we're actually doing something that Misty, you are going to get to be a part of. We're calling it the Made for Mission Virtual Summit. It's going to happen in February. And I'm just, I'm really excited to just bring together authors and voices that have meant a lot to me over the last year as God has continued to grow um, this ministry and, and just be able to serve our women as we walk into a new year and help them not only just encourage them and give them some words there, but also help them take those practical steps forward as we all, you know, walk in, continue to walk in uncertainty, but walk forward into all God has for us in the next year. And so, man, I'm so pumped about that and pumped to have you be a part of it. And um, we're both working on books, which is really fun. Yes. And, and so we're with the same I'm, agency. And so that's fun are. too, and have the same we agent. Are. So those are I all know. like super fun things. So we'll, we'll get to journey, do this journey, um, continue on together. So that's super yes. fun. And I'm super excited about, um, about the event that you're hosting, because I think that you know, regardless of what is happening, we, God has made us for a purpose. He, we have work to do. And so we, he has us here on the kingdom calendar for such a time as this. And I say that all the time. And I know that that can kind of be played out a little bit, but it's so true. Like he has work for each of us to do. We don't work for our salvation, but he has things for us to do. And so we are to cheer one another on, um, so that we can all, um, because some, sometimes if somebody doesn't do their thing, then somebody else is not going to be able to do their thing. And so I even love that you, your podcast is called to do the thing, because as you empower other people to do their thing, they can empower other people to do their thing. So we're yes. all here as the body of Christ and different parts of the body doing different things. Um, but we can all work together for God's kingdom and for his glory. Yes. Amen. And I'm, I just want to say, I'm so grateful for you. I I consider you one of those people that concept of like winning with people, you know, and just walking with them as we both just step into all God has for our ministries. And, um, I love that we're so aligned in that. And I'm grateful that, um, I just have a community of women that we get to do this together and that's so much fun. And so my heart is that that would just be on display at the event and, um, that, that our people will get to just hear from all these great voices. So I'm super pumped. Yeah. Well, I want to give you the final word about, um, you know, hearing from God or discerning his voice. If you were going to sit down and have coffee with someone, um, what would, what would, what would your encouragement to them be? Oh, I love that. Well, well, one thing that comes to mind is thinking about, what is not (laughs) the voice of God. That's something that we haven't really talked about yet. And man, has this year been filled with all kinds of opportunities for fear and anxiety. And, and so I just come back to those promises in scripture, Philippians four, six, 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. First Timothy 1, 7, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. And so I think my encouragement would be just bringing us back to that attitude of communing with God and, and being in prayer. You know, we read in first Thessalonians, it's chapter five, verse 16 through 18, rejoice always pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so it is the will of God that we have this attitude of prayer and communing with him at all times. And so that can sound like a lot, right? Like, Oh wow. I'm supposed to always be praying, but, but no, really we have the opportunity to talk to our father anytime we want, right? Like we can be standing in the supermarket line and be talking to maybe the one person outside of our spouses that we're seeing, you know, daily that checks us out at the grocery counter. And we can say, God, give me the words to encourage her right now. She's not having an easy day. She's checking everybody's groceries out for the holidays. It's a stressful time. Let me show Christ to her, right? Help me give me those words. And so I think a lot of times right now, um, you know, it's those simple things that we're doing to show the love of Christ to people. It's not these grand gestures because we're not going anywhere. We're not traveling. We're not doing the things that we, you know, usually will do. And so in, in its place though, I don't want to miss those like micro opportunities that God's given me. And that's something that I've been praying for um, a lot lately is just that he would give me eyes to see those in the middle of such a weird time. So I think that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's so fun because God's sharing a similar thing and sort of the words that have been on my heart are just love the people that God puts in front of you, you know, whether it is on a zoom call or it's in the supermarket or wherever it is, if it's in, in our home with, with what for me, so I have grown children in the home or my neighbors or whoever it is, like we have an opportunity to bring Christ to them and to love them and to, um, I love that you said, have eyes to see because sometimes when we're just in our normal pattern of busyness, we don't see. And so I I, I just love you. I love your heart. I love all the things you're doing. And so I just thank you so much for coming on to By His Grace today. And I'm excited and we'll share um, all of the information to find you and the conference and all of the things in our show notes so that um, we can um, walk through this together with our sisters and, and be encouraged if for the new year. So I'm super pumped. Awesome. Me too. Well, Misty, thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there.